perfectly preparedly. Good morning. If you are able to do so without pain, would you stand and worship the God of creation because he deserves it?
Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for who you've made us to you. Thank you for the opportunity even to come and sing and do our best to bring our praises to you, Lord. Father God, I pray that you would increase and that we would decrease. morning. Happy Mother's Day. I know you already know it's Mother's Day. Even if you didn't make it to Sunday school where I probably said it three or four times. Anyway. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I usually wasn't here on Mother's Day and I got to preach. And normally I take this opportunity to just gush about my mom. But I think part of who my mother is, I think it's less of a testimony to who she is to tell you how wonderful she is instead of just proclaiming the God that she showed me. So, if you're a mother, I thank God for you. I think you're wonderful for being here. If you have children, if you are a child of someone, which you all are, the fact that you are blessings. So your mother could have done worse. <laughs> I'm so blessed to see some faces I haven't seen in a while. It's great to, great to see you guys. So um, I do have a disclaimer of sorts. I am going to be preaching from Isaiah 6 a little bit today. And a lot of what I say, R.C. Sproul said first. And I have a hard time separating what I read from the holiness of God by R.C. Sproul in my own thoughts sometimes because it was one of the most profound I've read that book a through Isaiah 6 it's probably not really my thought it's probably R.C. Sproul and the book is called The Holiness of God but I'm going to try to just speak what I think God wants me to say. But if it's been said before, I'll point you to where. I hope. <laughs> so in the story of God and man together, um, we are actually all the way up to 2 Kings and Isaiah, which 2 Kings and the Prophets and Chronicles, they all kind of interweave. Um, Uh, second examples of God sending people into exile. He sends the northern kingdoms into exile, and then just the tribe of Judah is left. And I'm going to start, I believe, in 2 Kings 19. I would highly recommend that you take time this week and read through everything that's listed in your bulletin. But again, it's Mother's Day. We have a couple things that we really ought to get to on Mother's Day as well. Also, after if 
my friend from Oklahoma clues in, he doesn't know that you got prayer, just, you know, privacy sake. But he'd pray for you too, just so you know. <laughs> anyway. And so it was, when King Hezekiah heard it, that he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. So um, I guess I need to give you a little backstory there, because whenever something starts like that, you know you have to go back. The king of Assyria is at the door of Judah. And Assyria is probably... Didn't he just... Sound like he's really talking for God, right? So he's, they're getting this other voice saying, if you surrender to us, we'll send you to a nice place where everything will be hunky-dory. And you don't all have to die. So choose to live and not die. And that's where we're picking up in 19. And so it was when King Hezekiah heard this that he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. Also worth mentioning, and I wish I would have right off the bat, but I didn't. Hezekiah is a... There's always more than one thing going on in Scripture. To summarize is always dangerous. So like I said, please go back and read all of this when you can take the time. And he went into the house of the Lord. Then he sent Elohim, who is over the household, Shanab the scribe, and the elders and priests covered with sackcloth to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz. And they said to him, This, thus says Hezekiah, this day of trouble, this is a day of trouble. All the words the king of Assyria has sent to reproach the living God and to rebuke the words by which the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said to them, Thus you shall say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid of the words which you have heard, and which the servant of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Surely I will send a spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Libnah, for he heard that he had departed from Lachesh. And the king heard concerning Terhaka, king of Ethiopia, look, he has come out to make war with you. So again, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus you shall speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Do not let the Lord, in whom you trust, deceive you, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands by utterly destroying them. And shall you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered those whom my father have destroyed? Arvam, excuse me, Hena and Iva. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messenger and read it. And Hezekiah went to the house of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord. And he said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all kingdoms on earth. You made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear, Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Hear the words of Sennacherib.
destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Then Israel, I'm sorry, then Isaiah, the son of Amoz, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, has despised you, laughed you to on high you have reproached the Lord and said by a multitude of my chariots I have come up to the height of the mountain to the limits of Lebanon I will cut down its tall cedars and its choice cypress trees and I will enter the extremity of its borders to its fruitful forest I have dug and drunk strange well water excuse me and with the soles of my feet I have dried up all the brooks of defense. Did you not hear long ago how I made it from ancient times that I formed it? Now I have brought it to pass that your dwelling place. You're going out and you're coming in. Your rage against me. Because your rage against me and your tumult have come up to my ears, therefore I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back by the way which you came. This shall be the sign to you. You shall eat this year such as it grows itself of itself and the second year what springs from the same also the third year sow and reap plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them and a remnant who have escaped the house of judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upon for out of jerusalem shall go a remnant and those who escape from mount zion the zeal of the lord of hosts will do this therefore thus says the lord concerning the king of syria he shall not come into the city nor shoot an arrow here, nor come before it. And he shall not to save it. For my own sake, for my servant David's sake. So that was a rather long prophecy to read out in front of people like that. But notice the last thing he said, the king of Assyria will not come into the city. That's a very bold thing to say. Because, like I said, this is probably the most impressive army in the world, and here they are at your little city. They're coming to get you. They're not going to enter the city. As a King of Assyria departed and went away. He returned home and remained at Nineveh. Now it came to pass, as he was worshiping in the temple of Nisroch, his god, that his sons, Adramelech and Sharezer, struck him down with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And then Arashaddon, the son, reigned in his place. So God killed his army. They didn't even have to fight. And as it was prophesied, he died in his own land. His sons killed him while he was worshiping his. It's because many of them are contemporaries. So it's. Uh, it's very interesting to see that God kept saying there will be a remnant. 
even if you go into exile, there will be a remnant of faithful people that will come and reestablish things. And we see that historically, that God's people rebuild. Even when they're in exile, they come back and they rebuild. Even when the church becomes more dismal and stagnant, all of a sudden there's an awakening, and the remnant brings back others. And that's very exciting. because um, And this could just be... This could just be like, uh, I don't know, the cusp of another awakening, to be honest. We have a lot of stagnant, nominal Christians that really don't know anything about God. And I feel like we're on the cusp of another awakening. But again, that isn't, I'm not saying that to be foretelling. I don't have any special insight other than looking in Scripture and seeing that that's what God tends to do. That wasn't a divine personal revelation that I got. I just want to clarify that. Through reading Scripture, I feel that that's what God shows us. And we can get excited about that. Because oddly enough, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and jump to Isaiah 6. Now, Isaiah's uh, got a 60-year ministry where he spoke to many kings about many things. And uh, again, we just had him interacting with Hezekiah. And in Isaiah 6, this is where Isaiah is actually commissioned to be a prophet. And only enough, this section of scripture really did change the way I think about everything. So if I get a little excited, I'll try to hold it back. I died. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. I'm borrowing this, so this is not my insight. But as a child, I thought that was weird. Six wings, and he's covering his face and his feet and flying around, right? I heard the explanation, though, that the reason why his face is covered Anything created is not as good as what created it. It's a creation. It covers its feet to cover up its creatureliness in the presence of God. And with two, it flies around. Because it's an angel. And that's the first thing we think of when they think of an angel is them flying. But because he can transport himself while covering his feet and his face. One cried out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole that are repeated twice. This is the only thing in Scripture that is repeated three times to emphasize its importance. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. So in all other attributes of God, you can assume that holiness encompasses everything. God is love. It's a holy love. God is merciful. It's a holy mercy. God is justice. It's a holy justice. Everything about God is holy. It's emphasized to the third degree. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. of a holy God. And I can't hear someone say holy smokes without thinking about Isaiah 6. 
So I said, woe is me, for I am undone. This is a prophet. This is someone who God speaks to. And the first thing out of his mouth when he is speaking to God is, woe is me. I'm undone. I'm wrecked. I'm destroyed. Have you ever been undone? Your entire existence comes crashing down in an instant. I've been depressed. I've been destroyed. I don't know that I've ever found myself undone. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go. And tell this people. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy. Shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. This isn't good. Then I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities are laid to waste and without inhabitants. And the houses are without a man, and the land is utterly desolate. And the Lord has removed men far away, and forsaken places, the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land, and but yet a tenth will be in it and will return. And be for consuming. As for the terebinth tree, this is another prophecy where God tells people that there is consequences for their actions. Because that's part of holy justice, is that evil must be punished. The people are going to be punished, but a remnant's going to remain, and they're going to come back. He goes on in Isaiah 7 to actually very clearly prophesy about the coming of Christ, and he does that again and again all throughout the book of Isaiah. When I realized that I was going to be going over this on Mother's Day, at first I wondered if I should stop and go to something a little more pleasant and loving and uh, inspirational. And do their best and have children walk away from the faith, sometimes temporarily or no. And they go into a spiritual exile. I think there is plenty in Isaiah 6 that a mother could really latch on to. Especially in that circumstance where you can see God's faithfulness in the midst. In the midst of people going into exile. In the midst of a nation being destroyed. You can still see the holiness of God. You can see his righteousness. You can see that a remnant will remain.
from this verse who you praying into the dark, hoping that someone hears you? Or are you praying before the throne of a mighty God who does hear you? Whose tra the train of his robe fills the whole temple, who's surrounded by angels that can't even look into his presence, yet you have the ability to speak directly to him. That doesn't just apply to mothers. Historically, though, I think mothers have made better prayer warriors than fathers. I don't know what it is about our personality. It's actually a challenge. verse this morning. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? God knows the answer to this question when he asks it. And Isaiah says, here am I, not because God doesn't know his geographical location. He's volunteering. Here am I, send me. When our families are in you address it. Do you pray about it or do you ask someone else to pray for you? And I don't want to lessen the power that is in this scripture by applying it in this way. So please don't take it as me not as taking this out of context. But when God is asking us in our everyday lives, who will go for us? Whom shall we send? Are you the one that's going to say, I think Sue would be great at this. I think Amber would do a pretty good job. We should get Dawn to do it. Or are we going to stand up? understanding that we're a man of unclean one of the mightiest men of God in history and the only thing he can say before mighty God is I've got a dirty mouth I can't speak for you I'm undone and maybe that's the starting point to being a vessel that God speaks through is that realization of who we are before a mighty God where we can just look up with our hands raised and just say, I'm undone. There's not a thing that I can do. And even in the face of this obedience, and in the face of a mighty God who is beyond words, he gives them bad news to deliver. <laughs> we sing all these songs about wanting to encounter God with light hearts and happy melodies. Read scripture sometimes. Those that are blessed to be in the presence of a holy God don't always get the news that is going to make them dance for joy and go out singing. Sometimes it does. And sometimes in the midst of the bad news, people are like, I've heard from God. I'm going to be glorified. And we can either have a part in that or we can fight against it. But God is going to be God. He's going to be sovereign. His will is going to be done. You can kick against the goads or you can follow Christ. His will will be done. If you say no, someone else will say yes. And you can sit there and watch it happen knowing that God asked you to do it first, but you messed it up.
I have a very clear instance of that in my life where I felt like God wanted me to do something and made it all about me. And I had to step back and I watched someone else do it. And it was amazing. But because I tried to make it about me and I juggled and I fumbled, I, could, I wasn't allowed to do it. I'm not going to give you more specifics about that. But it happened anyway. God had someone else do it. And it was wonderful. Because God is holy and we are undone. And that, my friends, is what I have for you today. Before we have uh, Chad come up and do the announcements and the sharing in prayer, can we take a moment to honor the mothers that are in the room this morning? Again, if you're a mother, can you either raise your hand or stand up for a moment, depending on what you're able to do? Oh, I know there's more than that. Come on, moms. Thank you so much. Look at this. As a mama's boy, I want to say thank you. I made my mother's life very hard. But she was faithful and she prayed for me. And for better or worse, here I am. Anyhow, I'd like to pray for you, and then we'll have some of the children come up and uh, give you a little gift that just shows that. We thank you for the work that they've already done, Lord. I pray that you would help them to feel inspired and zealous for you, Lord. Again, we just want to say thank you to you for them. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Maddie, Aubrey, Evan, you want to hand out some flowers? I'm not seeing everyone. Okay. This may just take a moment. But if you're a mom, make sure you put a hand up so that you can receive a flower this morning. Also, happy birthday, Marissa. It's someone else's birthday today, too. Evan! That's wonderful. I knew there was two birthdays today. Nice people are born today. That's what we just learned. Hey, William. If there's any flowers left at the end, and your mom's not here, but you're going to see her, please take one. Give to her. Maddie. Hey, Maddie. Also, because it's Mother's Day, we have baby bottles for life care pregnancy center um, you fill up the bottles with your change and you bring them back there's a little sign up sheet up here it's become a bit of a church tradition on flower day the bottles come back on cookie day you bring them back which would be father's day hint um, <laughs> did we miss a mom we missed a mom Look at that. I'm also noticing that there's several people whose mothers are actually in the room with them. That's wonderful. These are the living stones. flower, right? Okay. Just checking. All right. 
Thank you very much, mothers. I know I've said it, and I don't think I could say it enough, really. Well, that brings us to our time of uh, announcements, prayer, and sharing. Chad, if you wouldn't mind coming up and leading us in this time. you're wanting to be anointed and prayed for, if you need healing, if you're having any problem that you feel you would benefit from having prayer, uh, just please come up over here by the piano and we would love to pray with you after the sermon. However, I would ask if you have unconfessed sins in your life, please don't lay hands all over somebody and pray for them. Take this log out of your eye, then come pray for somebody, okay? Guitar. Okay, is there any announcements that need to be made? Kyle has a microphone. This Saturday is our relief buckets to be filled here at the church. We're going to start around 10 o'clock in the morning. There will be some quilts to tie. And we are going to do a carry-in dinner, so um, you guys can bring a plate to pass. Uh, one thing, uh, was we're going to do a, uh, an auction to benefit the gospel concert, which is on July 30th. June 5th, but we talked to Marilyn last night, and she won't be home until like the 6th, maybe, so we ain't going to do it until she comes home. So I'm thinking about maybe the second week in June, and I'm thinking like start it at 4 o'clock on either a Friday or Saturday night if you have a preference, or uh, just talk to me and let me know, because we don't have to announce it yet. I mean, if we do it like the second week in June. The other thing that I was thinking of was I've been posting uh, on Facebook when I get messages from, if, and if you want to become friends with them, it's Jeff Jema Eastman, who, who are in the Dominican Republic, and I don't know if a lot of you have been seeing the posts that I put on Valley View then, because I just share them with, the, with Valley View. But they do a lot of work down there. We just, I just, this week again. Uh, Hacksaw blades. I sent them 240 hacksaw blades. We wholesale hacksaw blades for 15 cents a piece in, in a case lot. He has to pay down there $2 each for hacksaw blades. And uh, that was just one thing, and I sent him a bunch of flip-flops and stuff too. But uh, if you want to see their messages, what they're doing, they're, they're putting roofs on churches. They got like, I think, 20-some churches that they deal with down there in the Dominican and in Haiti. And Jeff is such a 